0: All right. So diversity. So who loves the diversity at Agape Church? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. I love the diversity here at Agape Church, and it's our church family. No matter what language you speak, no matter what color skin you have, no matter what side of town you grew up on, no matter if you have your hat kinked to the side, you got some red fire red shoes on, or you got a suit and tie, we're the body of Christ. If you belong to Jesus, we're the body of Christ. It's one body. I'm glad for our diversity. How about you guys? How about you guys? All right. Yeah, man. It's awesome. So I want to encourage this body today. I want to encourage you guys today. And you guys are my family. I love you guys. You can say I love you too. Come on. All right. All right. Get some love in here. All right. Yeah, I want to encourage you guys today. So talking about family, that's what we're going to be talking about family today. So we have our church family. We have the body of Christ, but you know, Let's talk about family for a second. So, family. You know, when I think of family, you think of all those great moments that you had over the years. You think of Christmas and Thanksgiving. Actually, our holidays are coming up, thinking of those times, and some of the best times we've ever had in our lives are with our family. You think of those moments you with your brothers and sisters opening Christmas presents and just great times, great family times, feeling the love. But even though sometimes we have great times with our family you know that our families can be the ones that could really push our buttons. You know that our families could be the ones that really know how to push our buttons and we can get the most angry with our family and we can have the most drama with our family. Anybody in here? Anybody ever had any? No, no, nobody's ever having no drama with their family in here, right? So when I was thinking of this message, I was thinking of Michael and Jacob. So I have a 18-year-old son and a 19-year-old son and uh, they both looked a lot alike when they were a kid. It was so funny. We'd be, I'd be pushing them in their stroller and we had one of those double strollers. So they're back to back, just right there riding through. And they both had the same bull haircut. Does anybody remember Michael and Jay with their bull haircuts? Who remembers that? That's old school. And so people used to think they were twins because they were so close in age. You know, people would say, oh, you got twins. And I'd say, nah. And then finally I just started saying, yeah, yeah. You know, cause it was like t- talking about, yeah. It took too long to get into that conversation, so I just say, oh, yeah, thanks, you know. They looked a lot alike. They looked a lot alike. Well, being so close in age and being brothers and especially being Robesons, you know, we're kind of roughnecks. I'm going to be real with you, okay? The Robeson family are kind of long line of roughnecks, you know. Sometimes how we show each other love might be a punch to the chest or a headlock or something like that, you know. But, uh, you know, these guys, man, they, they're crazy. When they were little, they, had a, they, they made a pact with each other. They said, hey, and they didn't tell me this till later on, but I mean, I I knew what was going on, but they told me, when we were little, so they made a pact. If we get into it with each other, we'll just keep it between us, okay? They said, if we get into a fight with each other, we're just going to keep it between us, and so... Me and Dez would be in the front room. We'd be watching TV or we'd be, you know, off doing something. And all of a sudden, I'd hear some rustling in the room, some banging around and stuff like that. And then here I come running in and they could, they could hear my footsteps of me running down the hall. And then I'd open the door and then they're both sitting there on the bed and their faces are red. And they're breathing hard like that, you know. And they'd be all mad and stuff. And sometimes you could see them all roughed up. You could just tell they were going at it. I'd say, you guys weren't fighting, were you? They'd shake their head and, no. Red faces, you know? So it was really funny. And I'd say, I told you guys not to fight. And they're just kind of sitting there. You could tell they're mad at each other and stuff. So it was kind of crazy, but... Now they really love each other. It's really awesome. I mean, they loved each other back then. They, they, they got over it really fast and being so close, they are best friends when they're little kids and they went through their teen years. They're going through all that and you know, we hang out a lot every, every week. We do stuff. We go to the movies and hang out together and it's, and it's awesome to see them, you know, older now and hanging out. They'll put their arm around each other. Hey, what's up, man? You know, it's really cool to see that. But uh, family, sometimes they can really, sometimes they can get us. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they can really get us. Um... So I've been involved in ministry now for uh, about 11 years. I've been, uh, I have been I hit the ground running. I've been going for it. A lot of you know I do, I do hip-hop music. I've traveled. I've been to a lot of churches. I've been to a lot of places. I've been to a lot of countries already, and I've got to see some really cool things. I got to see churches that were on fire that I would go to every year. They'd bring me back to do music, seeing people get saved, seeing people get baptized. It's just really exciting places to be with, real exciting people to do ministry with. And, um, you know, I've just seen a lot of cool things in other countries. I love doing worship in other other languages and other styles and cultures. I love it, man. I love love traveling. I love doing all that stuff. But even in all that, I've seen a lot of great ministries and a lot of uh, great men and women of God. I've seen these churches close shop. I've seen uh, through gossip and through words and the way people would treat each other. I've seen great ministries close up shop. And you know it really hurts me, and it would hurt my heart to hear that. I'd get these calls, or I'd get texts, you know, where it's like, "Oh man, you know, just want to let you know where you know our, our church closed down, our our ministry." And a lot of times I'd be like, "Why?" You know, and you're thinking it's going to be some major, huge, great thing, but it was a lot of the times it was really small things. It was really small things. It was just people were talking about each other, and it blew out of proportion. And these little sparks would cause these big fires amongst people, and they weren't getting along. And the way that people would talk about each other, the way people would talk about each other behind their back, these little tiny things where the enemy would get in and it would mess up the whole deal. I've seen that so many times and it makes me sad. It makes me sad to see great ministries and places where you just, you you couldn't wait to go back there and see those people and just be excited with those people again. And those places aren't there anymore because of words because of different things that people said, small things. It wasn't, oh, because the, the pastor had an affair or some crazy things or, you know, it was small things. You know, in, in your mind you think a church gets broken up, you think it's gotta be something major. I've seen it happen with a lot of small things and, and it breaks my heart. Proverbs eighteen twenty one, The tongue has a power of life and death. What we say to each other is important. Our words carry weight. What we say to each other is important, and we got to realize that. Just as I said, church is falling over words. Simple words, just talking about somebody or or, or saying something about somebody, a whole church falling. Can you imagine being the one saying, man, because I talked about this person here, or I, I started this conversation, I started this drama, and all of a sudden seeing a great ministry fall. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? That's not how God wants us... God wants us to realize that our tongue and what we say to each other, it has power, and it means something. I remember growing up, and people said things over my life. People spoke things over my life, and they, it carried with me for years and years and years, and I don't think at the moment when the people told me those things, I don't think they were thinking, hey, this is going to grasp this kid, and it's going to go on forever in his life. It's going to be something that's going to follow him for years in his life. But we need to be careful what we say. Because when we say things over people, it can can grasp, it can hold us, and and it can keep us in a box. And so we got to be careful with our words. We got to be careful with our words. It's important, and it's important to God. It's important to God. Jesus said in Mark 3, 24 and 25, if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. We want to see this church grow. We want to see great things happen here. Am I right? And if we want to see this house stand and we want to see great things happen here, we need to work together as the body of Christ. We're talking about diversity. We're talking about family. We're going to have to look at each other the way God, we're going to have to start looking at people the way God looks at people. we got to love each other the way God's told us to love each other. If we want to see this place grow, we want to see every church, every uh, seat in this church filled up, we have to learn to love each other first. We have to learn to get along first. We need to learn how to speak to each other first and love each other and encourage each other. 1 Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses fight the good fight of faith. And you know the reality is that we really are in a fight. We're in a fight every single day. It's a good fight, but we're in a fight and it's a real fight. We got our marriages. We got our kids. Our kids beating each other up in their rooms. Got to run see what's going on. We got we got real things. It's real. We got real struggles. There's sin out there. We struggle with sin, you know? We struggle with a lot of different things, holding, up, holding down jobs. A lot of people in here got businesses. It's not easy out there. We're in a real fight. And we got to remember that. We got to remember that the people next to us are in a real fight. The people next to us are, are, are in some serious things. And you don't always know just because we come on Sunday and we do the, how you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. But the reality is we're not always doing good. The reality is we're not always doing good. And there's struggle. There's struggle going on. And we're in a fight and we got to lift each other up and we got to be encouragers to one another. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what this is about right now. This is what this place is about. It's about encouraging each other, coming alongside each other and saying, hey, man, you can make it another week. You can make it another day. You can make it tonight. And just encouraging each other and keeping everybody going. It's real. It's a real fight. It's a good fight of faith. Everybody say "Good good fight of faith. That's right. So, this next picture is pretty cool. Fight the good fight. I found this on the internet. Man, I'm going to make a poster of that and put it in my gym. I'll tell you what. That's pretty dope. Fight the good fight. So, speaking of fighting, I've been in boxing my whole life. You know, I've always, I've always seen life that way. I, nothing ever came easy to me. I've always, had to, I've always had to fight for things, you know, in my life. Um, I started boxing when I was young. And uh, my mom, she used to. She, well, she still kept it. There's this thing where she kept, and, uh, you know, for every, every grade in school, and it would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it would say, you know, what, what grades I was in, what classes I was in, sports I played, all that kind of stuff, and she kept like a log of all that stuff. And, it, and it's cool, because I'll look at it, and a lot of my first years, you know, first grade, second grade, says, what do you want to be when you grow up? It says, boxer, you know. I, I watched Rocky. It got me, I, you know. <laughs> Did Rocky get anybody else? You watched Rocky, and all of a sudden, you were, you were going for it, you know? So, yeah. So Rocky did it to me. I'm not going to lie. But, um, yeah, I just loved it. I loved boxing. I loved the sport. And, you know, kind of UFC kind of took over now, but I'm kind of a classic guy. I still love boxing. I still love watching boxing and stuff. But, you know, I've always had that mindset, even, you know, becoming a Christian and just, you know, I've always, I've always been a fighter, you know, always been a fighter. In 2001, I became heavyweight champion in Santa Maria. And, um, you know, I, I've, always been, I've always been into it. Wanted to become a professional, never did. But, you know, I've always loved boxing, always had uh, punching bags at my house and all that stuff. You know, my kids grew up with all that. And so, you know, as I said, the ropes in the house, we, 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 like, we like to rough house and all that. But um, so speaking of fighting and boxing, I, I'm going to have an illustration for you guys this morning about encouraging one another. I'm gonna show a good example, and I'm gonna show a bad example of how to encourage one another, okay? So I'm gonna ask Josh Davis to come on up. Give it up for Josh Davis one time. Yes, all right, yeah, all right. So I'm the trainer, okay, and this is my boxer, all right? Okay, let's get him geared up here, all right, yeah. All right. Woo! You ready? Okay. Okay. It's the good fight of faith, my man. All right. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Give it up for him. Come on, y'all. Yeah. All right. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. He's fighting a good fight, y'all. Come on. Cheer him on. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Woo! Okay. All right. You've been fighting a good fight. Have a seat, my man. Have a seat. All right, you tired? A little winded. Okay, all right, all right. So he's been fighting the good fight. It's what we're talking about in our lives, our marriages, in our jobs, and 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 trying to fight temptation and all those different things. He's been fighting the good fight. He's going for it. Okay, now I'm going to show you guys two different demonstrations of the body of Christ of how we can be and how we can be ineffective and how we can be effective sometimes we're ineffective when we don't even realize it so i'm gonna do the i'm gonna do the uh the bad one first all right so he's been fighting the good fight he's been out there doing it you know he comes into the corner and he comes in and i say i say josh man hey what are you doing man you're getting beat up out there bro look at you man you're sweating all over man what's wrong with you <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure boxing for you, man. I don't. Your your hands have been down the whole time. You got to get your hands up, bro. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, man? Look at you, man. You're all beat up. Look at your eye. You just got punched in the eye like ten times, bro. What's wrong with you, man? Are you sure you want to do boxing? Not anymore. (laughs) Are you sure you want to do this, man? You're really not that good at boxing, man. You're really not that good at boxing. Are you sure you want to go back out there and finish this? You guys feel what I'm saying? Okay, we can do that without even knowing it. Look at me, sad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't mean any of that. We can do that to each other without even realizing that we're doing that to each other. You know? We see people, and we see a lot of people, especially when they're first coming to Christ and they're first you know, starting to follow Christ and first getting plugged in and stuff like that, and we see a lot of that. We see their hands down. We see them getting beat up out there, and a lot of the times, instead of coming along and encouraging them, it's easy to just point out what's going wrong. It's easy to start pointing out all those things. Hey, man, you just got punched like 10 times, man. Look at you. You're all beat up. Well, what's, what's going on? I thought you were, I thought you were a Christian. I thought you were in this. It's easy to see those things. But as people of God, we're supposed to be encouragers. We're supposed to love everybody around us. We're supposed to lift those people up and be encouragers. And so now I'm going to give you a demonstration of what it's supposed to look like. All right, Josh, man, bro, I know it's tough, man. You've been going a lot of rounds. Hey, I'm proud of you, man. You've been hanging in there. You've been hanging in there. Here, let me get that sweat off you, bro. Right on, man. Let me get that sweat off you. Hey, Josh, look at me. Josh, you can do this. You're a champion, You're a champion, Josh. You can do this. You can make this. Keep your gloves up, man. Keep your gloves up. I believe in you, man. I believe in you. I know that you can do this. You're going to be the champion of the world, Josh. You're going to be the champion of the world. You're going to win this fight. You're going to win this fight. I know you're tired. I know you're tired, but you're going to make it. You can do it. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're going to be it. You're going to do it. You're going to be a champion of the world. I believe in you, Josh. You can make it, man. Come on. You ready for that next? You ready for that next bout? All right. Let's get it. All right. Give it up for Josh one time. Here, let me take that. (laughs) Good job, man. Yeah. Let's take those off. All right. See? Now he's ready to go in. He's ready to go back to his marriage. He's ready to go back to his kids. He's ready to go back to his job. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, man. He's ready to go back to the fight, to the good fight, because it is a good fight, but it's not always easy and it's hard. And when we fall down and we scrape our knees and we get messed up and we come up and we're just like, ugh. Some people, for them to even get here today, was hard. I remember when me and Dez, when we first got saved and we were coming to church. Man, I would remember we'd be fighting on the way to church. Oh, man, some of our worst fights ever on the way to church. Who would have thought, right? We're coming to church, and the kids, and the, ah, ah, ah and I'm just thinking, I don't even want to go to church right now. I just pull over, you know, and I'd be like looking at Des, like, man, nah, I don't even want to go do this right now, you know? And then the enemy comes, and he tries to condemn us, right? He tries to condemn us. Yeah, you shouldn't go to church. You're not, you're not even worthy to go to church, because look at you guys. You're fighting and all that stuff, you know? But the truth is, is that none of us are worthy None of us, none of us, none of us have a right to sit at this table, but it's because of God's grace and his mercy on our lives. You know what I'm saying? And so you might be further ahead than somebody else and you might be able to totally see all the flaws. You might be able to see all those things on them and you might be able to point them all out, but we're supposed to encourage people and lift them up and say, you can do it. You can do it. When's the last time that you grabbed somebody and looked them in the eyes and said, you're gonna make it? you're going to make it. Instead of easily, like, we can just look at all those different things. Ah, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, I'm not sure about this one, but we need to grab and look in mind and say, hey, you can make it. You don't know what somebody had to get through to be here today. Amen. So what is it that separates the world from us, believers, followers of Christ? What is it? What is that thing that we're marked with? What is it that thing that... that all of us believers are marked with that separates us from the whole world out there. What is it? Love. That's right. So in the world of millions of people, you are got your job and you're surrounded by tons of people. Wherever you're at, whatever it is you do for work, you might travel around town, you might be around tons of people, but what is it about you that's different amongst all those people is that we're supposed to be marked with love. Supposed to, we're supposed to be marked with love, so there should be something different about us. At our jobs, around groups of people, there should be something where they say, man, there's something about you. There's something about you that's different. You know, I see, I see these guys over here, or I see them, and you know, I, they're just not for me. I could feel like it's competition, it's messed up, but man, there's something different about you. There's something different about you, and I don't know what it is, and that's our opportunity to share the gospel. And that's our opportunity to share the, the gospel with them. John 13, 34 and 35, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And this is the part right here that's real, man. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. We talk about filling this church. We talk, we pray, hey, we want people to come here. But people need to see us love each other. People need to see us love each other first. And that's what's going to draw everybody from the community to this place. Why would people want to come to a place they don't see us loving each other first? It's the love that we have for each other It's what's going to draw people here. They're going to say, hey, where do you guys belong? Like, What what kind of group? What's up with you guys? I want to go wherever you guys are at because I see the way that you love each other. So, I'm gonna tell a little story. My boy Dave's here today. What's up, Alpha? I love you, man. So, one time Dave was over at my house, and uh, we were out in front of my house talking. We're just chopping it up, talking, just doing our normal thing, you know? And if you know Dave, you know he's got a sense of humor that's pretty, pretty heavy duty, you know what I mean? And so, you know, we're laughing as normal. Usually Dave leaves, and my stomach's hurting a little bit from laughing. And so we're chopping it up, talking, doing our thing. Dave gets ready to leave. We, we go out by his truck and, you know, we do our normal thing. We give each other a hug. Hey, man, all right, bro, I love you, man. All right, I'll see you later. And so I start to walk back to my house. And so my neighbor, as soon as Dave leaves, my neighbor comes over. And he says, hey, man. He goes, who is that? And I go, oh, that, that's a good friend of mine, Dave, you know. And uh, he's like, "He's like really? He's not like your brother or your, your cousin or whatever? And I'm thinking, like, kind of weird questions. You know, I'm like, no, no, he's just a good friend of mine. But then he says, you know what? He goes, hey man, this might sound weird, but I want to be honest with you. I've never seen two men ever talk like that before. He said, you know, I've never, I've never seen that before in my whole life. You know, he says, you know, my dad never told me he loved me and never hugged me and no men have ever told me that, you know, and to think that no, that nobody's ever seen that kind of love before, you know, and he says, he says, what's up with that? You guys are like close, man. You guys really, you could tell you guys really love each other. And I said, it's because we have the love of God in our, in our hearts. And I got to share with them the gospel. I got to share with them about Jesus. I got to pray with them. People are drawn to that. We've got to show the love of God outside of this place and inside of this place. We've got to show the love of God. People will be drawn. These, these seats will be filled because people will be drawn in because they see that we love each other. But when we're out, we gotta be careful what we say because we're talking, yeah, you know, so-and-so at church, uh, this guy's driving me crazy, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they're gonna wanna come here. And then they're gonna wanna come here after we're telling, yeah, but anyway, yeah, so how, oh, you go to church. Yeah, but the music or this or that guy, and, and, and they're gonna wanna come. We have to be careful how we talk about each other. We have to protect each other. We have to love each other. And that's how, that's how people are gonna know. That's how people are gonna know. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples. And we talk about filling our churches, but we gotta love each other first. We're the light of the world. We're the salt of the world. It's us. It's us. If we don't do it, it ain't gonna happen. If we don't do it, it's not gonna happen. They'll see us love one another. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, four through seven, You know, we got to go through these things. We've got to think, is this how I'm reflecting my love towards the family of God? Sometimes I think it's easier for us to love the lost than it is to love ourselves. Anybody? You know, you see somebody hurting out there in the streets and they're on drugs or you're just like, oh man, your heart goes out to them. But God wants us to love each other with that same love. We have to be quick to forgive each other and love on each other the same way we got to have that same heart for that person. You think, man, they're just stuck up. I I can't stand being... Well, that person is the same as that hurting person out on the street. There's no difference. we got to love those people the same. Love is patient. We have to be patient with one another. Love is kind. We have to be nice to one another. It doesn't envy. If somebody else comes up, if, if, if you've got the same business as somebody else and they're, and they're killing it, and you're not, you got to be excited for those people. You gotta be excited for those people. You gotta, be, you gotta be thankful for what God's doing in that season in their life. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others to make ourselves look better. It's not self-seeking. It's about putting other people over ourselves. We gotta put others over ourselves. Put them first. It's not easily angered. We're so quick to get offended. We're so quick to get mad because somebody does something to us it keeps no record of wrongs. We got to forgive y'all. We got to forgive people. If, if, if you've been hurt, it's going to happen here. It's going to happen. When you get around a group of people, you're going to get hurt. It's a part of the deal. It's a part of the deal, but we can't keep records of wrongs. We got to forgive. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. So when you hear that somebody fell, When somebody's been in a good fight and they're hurting and they're going through stuff, it's so easy just to go, hey, ah man, look at, you know, I knew it. I knew it. Oh yeah. It's easy to do that. It's easy to do that. But we don't delight in evil. We rejoice with the truth. And we speak the truth. Yeah, they might be messed up right now, but we're believing that they're gonna be delivered from that drugs. We believe that their marriage is gonna come make a comeback. You know what I'm saying? It always protects. When I think of that, I think of Des, I think of my wife, you know, with my wife, if I'm out in public, if I'm with people, I don't throw under the bus because I love her. She's my wife. I'm going to protect her with everything that I got. And we got to do that with each other. And when we start talking about somebody, so-and-so, this and that, we need to protect people. We need to protect them just like you'd protect your husband or your wife. We need to protect them in that way. And the words that we use when we talk about people, we need to be careful because God loves those people. God loves, God loves his family, his kids. I have two sons. I love them the same. Either one of them that are talking bad on, on, on the other or doing something wrong to the other. I feel the same way. And that's how it is with God with us. Maybe because you're more you know, spiritually mature, that, that it's still not okay to be talking like that to somebody that's just coming up and, and they look rough. We need, to, we need to protect each other. We need to protect each other. Always trust. And you know, I've been hurt many, many times. I've been hurt many, many times by my, my, my family, by my church family. Many times in my life, I've been hurt really bad. People have said things and done things to me that really hurt, but we gotta learn to forgive and to trust again like you've never been hurt. Like you've never been hurt. We gotta, we gotta just give that to God and keep moving on. And I know it hurts, and I know you feel like, man, I'm not gonna get let people in like that again, but that's not how we roll as believers. We're, we're family, we've gotta let people in. Always hopes. We gotta hope for the people next to us that they're gonna be able to grow and become great in, in, in this world and do great things in the kingdom. We've gotta, be, we gotta have hope for each other. We gotta have hope. And always preserves, perseveres, and just believe that the people next to us are gonna be able to win no matter what the circumstances look like. You guys with me today? We gotta love each other. It's real, man. We gotta love each other. We wanna see this place grow, we gotta love each other. So we're either going to be, got hate in us, and we're going to be mad, okay? She looks kind of mad. She's socking him right in the face. It's real. We could be mad, right? We could be full of hate. We can be full of anger and mad and, and, and why everybody's doing what everybody's doing, or we can give it to God and be free and be able to speak good things at each other. So we can either be mad or we can have mad people skills, Right? Got to have mad people skills. We got we to learn to get along. We got to learn to love each other. A lot of the things, just like I said, why churches get broke, it's small things, you guys. It's small things. We got to learn to let it go. Me and Des, we have a rule. We made up this rule years ago. If it's not going to matter in 15 minutes, then we won't talk about it. We made up that rule. Thank God. Thank God. It saved a lot of drama, a lot, because those things that don't matter in 15 minutes, they don't matter, because within 15 minutes, we're not even going to be worried about it or talking about it, but I just wanted to let her know that I didn't like that, or I just want to let you know that, you know, you took a left turn when we're supposed to take a right turn. I'm just going to be quiet. I'll let her, she she knows how to do a U-turn. I'll just, you know, I'll just be quiet. It's those little things. If it's not going to matter in 15 minutes, going to let it go. So, we gotta learn to let it go. Because you don't know what somebody's got, somebody's going on in their life. You don't know what it took for them to get here. You don't know what they got going on with with health issues, with family issues. Somebody just passed away, their mom, their dad. We don't know what's going on with people. We gotta always be aware of that. We gotta always be aware that you don't know what's going on with the person next to you, and we're called to be encouragers, and we're supposed to encourage each other. We're supposed to encourage each other. We can't gossip. We gotta pray for each other. The Bible even says, "What do we do with our enemies?" We're talking about the family of God. What do we do? What does the Bible say that we do with our enemies? That we love them, that we pray for them, we bless them. So even more, what what should we be doing for the body of Christ? For our brothers and sisters, we need to learn to see ourselves truly as a family, truly as a family of God. We need to uh, allow each other to grow. We need to allow each, we need to allow each other to grow. If we tear each other down and we don't lift each other up, then how are we ever going to grow? So the kingdom works by seed. So when we get saved, we get planted in, we start to grow, right? We start to grow. And eventually, if we read the word and we get in prayer and we get close to the Father, we're going to produce fruit, good fruit, the Bible says. So, But here's what happens sometimes. We're talking about talking down on people, talking about uh, not allowing people to grow. Sometimes what we do is we box people in. If you take a plant, and as soon as it starts growing up, if you, if you build a box around that plant, that's as high as it's ever gonna grow. That plant is not gonna grow any higher than that. That's it. And in my life, people told me when I was a kid, pe- t- teachers and different adults in my life, they told me, hey, you're either gonna end up dead or in prison or whatever. They told me just crazy stuff. You know, They didn't tell me, hey, you're gonna be successful in life. You're gonna do great things. And they put a box on me. They put a box on me in my life. And they didn't allow me to grow. And sometimes we do that in the kingdom. Sometimes we do that with each other. And a lot of the times, I don't even think that we realize that we're doing it. You know, somebody comes in, a new person that comes in, and they look rough. I get it. Their life looks rough. Their marriage looks rough. You know, their financial status looks rough. But they say, man, I got a dream. I got a vision. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a, a, a hip-hop ministry. And I want to go all over the world. I want to give thousands. To I want to see people saved all over the world. Oh, come on, bro. It, it costs a lot of money to do that. Putting the, putting the lid on it, right? Putting the box on it. No, man, I don't know. I, I, I don't, you don't seem like you're in a good position. to be, you know, you know what I'm saying? People start putting the box on you. People, they have visions and dreams, and they want to do great things for God. And God starts planting those seeds inside of them. And, and, and you don't see them yet as that. You don't see him like that yet, but we're called, just like, in the, just like in the boxing demo, we're called to speak to him and say, no, you're going to grow. You're going you're to grow. You're going to blossom. You're going to do great things. You're going to win. You're going to succeed. You're going to succeed in life. You're going to win. You're going to make it. You can do it. I know that you don't got a lot of money right now, but we're going to believe God for that money. I know that your marriage isn't that good right now and you're having a lot of problems, but trust me, just hang in there. Keep getting in the word. I'm gonna pray with you guys. You're gonna make it. And we take that lid off. We take the lid off. We start taking those off and we let people grow. We can stunt people's growth. We gotta take the lid off and let them grow. We're all in different places. We're all in different places. And I just think of like when, when, when I first came in. I think of when I very first came in this is me, 1997, I was 19 years old, and that's Des right next to me, and Pastor Mike, look at Pastor Mike, he's all buff, look at him, <laughs> dang, he's all young and buff, <laughs> so that's us getting baptized, and so I can imagine when I came in, my life was jacked up, my life was messed up, you know? I had a lot of issues, a lot of drama. I brought a lot of baggage to to that table. I brought a lot of baggage coming in. And Pastor Mike didn't look at me and say, you're worthless, man. You're going to end up in prison. You're going to end up messed up. He looked at me and he said, you're going to be something great. He says, I I see something great in you. And so people might have saw me looking like this. People might have people saw me looking like a plant, like, I don't know, man, I don't think, I don't think that plant's going to make it. I don't think that plant's going to make it. But they started watering me. They started feeding me, started discipling me, started training me, started loving on me. I remember one time I was, man, I was so undisciplined. I'm still working on discipline. But at that time, I was really undisciplined. And I remember I was sleeping. I hear a banging on my door. I'm like, oh, man, I go to my door. I open the door. It's Pastor Mike and Pastor James. They're standing there. And Pastor James has an alarm clock in his hand. <laughs> and he's standing there with an alarm clock. And, and he's like, and I already know what this is about. You know, I was not very disciplined. I used to, you know, I used to sell dough. I used to do crazy stuff for money. I used to try to hustle and do all that. But those days were over. And, and they were coming to help me. They were coming to encourage me. Sometimes you need a little spanking, you know. Sometimes it comes in that form, but it was out of love. So they came in, they sat me down, they gave me the talk. Hey, bro, you know, those days are over, Mike. You know, you got a family, it's time to, it's time to start, you know, you got to get this nine to five thing cracking. You got to get this going, you know? This hustling thing, ain't, it ain't going to work no more. So here's an alarm, and we're going to show you how to use this thing. Okay, this is the, you know. And so they, they taught me, hey, you got to wake up every day. Because that lifestyle, you don't wake up in the morning like that so they were, they were teaching me how to be a man. And I'm thankful for people that came alongside me. Pastor James, Mike, Richard, there's been some great men who's came alongside me and, and, and helped me and, and showed me how to be a man. And they encouraged me and they could have easily looked at me like that and just said, this guy's never gonna amount to nothing. But they encouraged me. They got in my corner and I was tired in the beginning. It was rough. It was real hard for me. But they kept picking up my gloves and they kept loving on me and they kept telling me, Mike, you're gonna make it. You're going to be somebody. You're somebody special, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that, and we got to pass it on, and we got to do that with the other people around here. So this is a, a, a more recent pick. This is probably a few years ago. We we're in Venice Beach. I was doing a concert out there, and uh, I'm just thankful, and today, I mean, I'm going to be planting a church in Santa Maria. You know, if God can do it in my life, he could do it in anybody's life, you know? As I said earlier, none of, us are, none of us are qualified and none of us are supposed to be sitting at that table. None of us. It's by God's grace and his mercy. And he can do anything with any of your lives. And you can make it. You can you could do anything that all those visions and dreams God's put in your heart, you can do them and you can make it. God's placed those there for a reason. And don't let anybody take that away from you. Stand on the word of God. Anything's possible with Jesus Christ anything, and so I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for what God's done in my life. I'm thankful that people spoke into my life. I'm thankful that people just spoke to me and said, Mike, you can do this, and they they started taking off. That's what Pastor James and Mike and Richard, they've taken off all these things that people put on me when I was younger, and some things I didn't realize were still there. They started taking off that stuff and saying, grow, man. Go for it. You can do this. Sky's the limit, and that's how we got to do it with each other. That's how we got to do it with each other. So the last part here, I want to just want to talk about leadership. And leadership comes in a lot of different ways. You know, you could be a associate pastor, you could be a pastor, a lot, you could be a business owner, even fathers—we're leaders of our family. And so, with leadership comes weight. With leadership comes responsibility. There's a lot of things that come with leadership. We carry weight of finances. We carry weight of, of a lot of, uh, in, in ministry, we carry weight of what's going on in a lot of people's lives. We, we're hearing all these things going on with people's marriages and, and kids, and, and it can get weighty on us, you know? And not only that, but in leadership, if you're a boss or you have people you, you, you become a target. You become a target. That's just how it is. That's just how it goes. And especially in ministry, if you're, you know, if you have a title pastor or, you know, or you're, you're a head of a department, if, if somebody can make you look like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, it can make them feel better about themselves. It can make them feel more spiritual about themselves. Well, yeah, look at this guy. So, you know, and he calls himself a pastor. Well, you know, I'm not doing that. And it's easy to do that. It's easy to do that. So for all those leaders out there, I just want to encourage you guys today as well. Leader, business owners, people you have under people underneath you, you got to forgive those people. Just, just as I came in and, I, and I'm all busted and messed up, there's, there could be people that come in under you that they're still working on that stuff. They're still working on that stuff. And so if you're in leadership, we got to forgive those people. We're not immune to that. We gotta forgive those people. I've been hurt many times and I've had to say, God, I'm 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 sorry, I'm I'm gonna get this right. I'm gonna the next person, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna treat them like I was hurt like from that last person. And so, leaders out there, we've gotta forgive people. We've got to trust people. Because God puts you in a leadership position so that you could trust people and you could help them raise them up. But if we get shut off from that and our hearts get hardened, then we're not gonna be able to speak in their lives and we're not gonna see things happen like what happened in my life with Pastor Mike and, 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 and Richard. We're gonna not be able to speak in people's lives. We're not gonna be able to tell them those things because we've been shut off. So I just wanna encourage you today, if you're in leadership, learn to forgive. Learn to forgive, love people. If you've been hurt, forgive them and, 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 and learn to trust again. Learn to trust those people again because sometimes I think in leadership we, we can get callous and, and we can get a little shell over us. You know, we gotta love people. We gotta learn to forgive them and we gotta learn to trust people like we've never been hurt before. We gotta trust people like we've never been hurt before. I'm gonna end with this last scripture here. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I want you to know that everything you've ever done for God matters. Even if it's as much as people coming in and you shaking their hand and giving them a smile or the light of the world. Every single thing that you've ever done for the Lord, it matters. It matters to God. And it matters to us around here. You know, This world is dark, y'all. We see where it's at. If we're not the light of this world out here and we're not out there doing it, who's going to do it? You know? Those little things, just loving one another. We don't, again, we don't know what somebody's coming in off of. We don't know what somebody barely made it to church. They're fighting with their wife, whatever. We don't know what's going on with people. Show some love. Let's show some love towards one another. Like we mean it. Like we really mean it. Like we're family. Hey, man, I love you, bro. I I don't even know what's going on with you, but it doesn't matter because I just want to show you love. It has to happen amongst ourselves first. It has to happen with us first, you guys. We're going to draw the people in from the world here. They're going to hear our conversations at the supermarket. They're going to hear our conversations out wherever we're at. And that love that we have for each other and the way we treat each other is going to draw them in. When they hear you talking about your brothers and sisters in Christ and they hear you say, Man, I love that guy. Instead of, man, that guy drives me crazy. When they hear this, the difference, they're going to say, man, I want to go to that place where people love each other and they talk about each other like that. That's the place that I want to go. Where, what church are you from? Everything that, we've, everything that we've ever done for God, it matters, you guys. We get hurt. It's a part of the deal. We're going to get hurt. We are going to get hurt. But I just want to tell you guys, just like the boxer, don't give up. You can make it no matter what's going on with your marriage, no matter what's going on with your business, no matter what's going on with your kids. Don't give up. Keep your hands up and keep fighting and you can make it. You can make it. I know it's tough and I know that we're good at playing the old church. Everything's good, but I know there's struggles going on out here and I want to tell you you can make it, that you can make it and we're going to do it together as a family. We've got to love each other. We've got to love each other and we're all we all need we all need to learn to love each other better